Hey friends, welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm your host, Angela Donatio, Bible teacher, author, and adventure junkie. Join me each week for compelling conversations with leading voices that encourage us to ground our worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. Together, we'll discover miracles in life's messy moments and make our lives matter no matter what. Here's this week's episode. Welcome back to the podcast today, guys. And if you sit with my guest today for more than a few minutes, it is highly likely that she is going to pray with you and she is going to speak encouragement over you. Author and speaker Christy Christopher knows what it's like to live in the miraculous, and she is going to share real life stories from her latest book, Incredible Intervention. She's going to help us grow in expectancy and our passion for our prayer life, and she's going to give us some key takeaways of the mindset of a giant slayer. Christy has been in full-time ministry and Christian women's ministry for over 30 years, and she has written Until the Day Breaks. And the shadows flee. And then her latest book that we're really going to talk about today, Incredible Intervention. She's the national prayer coordinator for Carol McLeod Ministries, and she co-leads Warrior Moms, an online prayer gathering. She and her husband of 40 years lead a house church, and they have three married children and seven grandchildren. Well, welcome, Christy. I'm so excited to finally have you here on the podcast. Thank you, Angel. It's an honor and a joy to be with you today. I'm so excited to share what God's put in my heart for us. Well, you know, when I was reading your bio and, and I always just kind of tweak it, make it personalized of how I might know this person or what they meant to me. And I immediately thought of recently we were together in New York at one of Carol's conferences and I was sitting by you. We were sharing a product table. I loved that time with you. We had some time in the car and over meals, but what stood out to me is I was speaking a little bit earlier than you. And you just asked me right there at the table. It didn't matter that we were out with people shopping. It didn't matter what was going on. You just said, can I just pray with you before you speak? And so when I was writing that this morning, I just, I know that I'm not an anomaly. I know that you live your life that way. I know that you live your life completely um, just channeled into the voice of God. And so that it's effortless for you to really pray. It might seem effortless. Let me just put that caveat because I know that that kind of prayer life is hard, hard fought for. So we're going to talk about that and, and how um, you have really grown to be this incredible prayer warrior that you are. I want to talk about incredible invention. I have a copy of it right here. I love it. I was actually texting you this morning, telling you some stories and things I love. And this is full of real life stories that help us live in the miracles of God. And we talk here on the podcast about discovering miracles in life's messy moments. Sometimes those moments stretch into seasons or even years. So I would love for you to share a couple of your favorite stories from Incredible Intervention. Oh, thank you. I'd love to, Angela. Um, It was in the beginning of uh, 2019 that I heard the Holy Spirit say, it's time to tell your story. And uh, I just, we have so many stories. Um, And I'm going to pick a couple here. but, But, you know, the reason I did this, first, the Lord said, secondly, for my grandchildren, you know, it says Psalm 145, four, it says one generation command your works to another and tell of your mighty acts. Angela, I want my grandchildren. I want the next generation to just remember what God did in Mimi and Pappy's life. So there's one thing that happened. I want to share way, way back in our early days. This was in the early eighties. 
And uh, my husband and I, we basically lived by faith for finances all the time. And uh, we've never been, as the world would say, rich, but we have been so enriched and lavished upon in God's kingdom. So so we were uh, at a church and it was popular then to buy the Bible on cassette. And so I know that dates me a little bit, but so my husband, he worked at a hardware store. I think he made two or $3 an hour. So he saved literally his pennies for weeks until we had $20. He went to the bank, got a nice crisp $20 bill, took it to church, and he was ready to um, pay for that Bible on cassette. Well, he began to hear the Lord say, uh, I would like to, I would like you to give that $20 to Mr. Woodward today to take his wife out to lunch. And you know how we kind of have that inward struggle back and forth. Oh Lord, I can't even take my own wife out to lunch. What in the world? Why are you asking me to do this? You know, you know, we wrestle sometimes, but finally he said, okay. So he went to Mr. Woodward. Mr. Woodward, I, I feel like the Lord wants me to give you this $20 bill to take your wife out for lunch. Well, Mr. Woodward began to cry and he's like, just this morning, I was asking the Lord, Lord, it's, it's our anniversary and I have no money to take my wife out for our anniversary. And so, well, there, that, that, okay, Lord, we heard something and we blessed somebody, but as Paul Harvey would say, and the rest of the story. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, so a lot of Sundays after church, my parents would invite us over for Sunday dinner. Um, is Sunday dinner even a thing now? I don't know. (laughs) Sometimes it is. (laughs) Yeah. We were going down the road and, uh, there was something on the, right on the yellow line as we're going down route 42 and we slowed down and we could not believe our eyes. He slowed down there. I kid you not in the middle of the road, was a Bible on cassette, the very same version and everything that we were going to pay for earlier that it was just laying in the middle of the road. (laughs) And it's like, you have got to be kidding me. So we gathered it up and I opened it up and there was one tape missing where it's like, Hey, no big deal. This is like amazing enough, just like this. But we went down the road 30 more seconds and saw something on the right side of the road Well, there was the missing tape. (laughs) So we had the complete word of God on cassette tape. Mr. Woodward got to take his wife out for lunch for their anniversary and God supplied. Isn't that an amazing, I mean, the, the creative miraculous power of God, just blow. It never gets old. You know, I agree. In the, Bible, in the Bible, there's all kinds of crazy stories, all kinds. And why wouldn't he want to continue that with us today? Yeah. So um, that that's one story that is just one of my favorites. Um, another, another one happened. Um, we had uh, gone to Tennessee to our nephew's wedding and it was nestled right into the mountains. And so I love to take pictures of God's creation. I I love it. I love, love, love. And so we are seeing all this beautiful creative scenery and I forgot my camera. That was before I had my phone with pictures. I forgot my camera. So we're, we're going to go hiking on a trail that morning before the wedding in the afternoon. So we're spiraling upward, up, up, up. And the view is just glorious. And I'm like saying in the car on the way, 
Oh, I wished I would have at least stopped at Walmart, which was like an hour east of where we were Mm. and at least bought one of their disposable cameras. So I could take some pictures of this. And uh, so we, we get out of the car and we head on the trail. There was like five of us. And I was the last one in the line as we were um, walking along and the, and the grass was like uh, probably about a foot tall. It was dew drenched. It was just so wet. And I, I got to looking on the left side of my path and about five minutes into our, our hike there in the dew drenched grass was a brand new dry unused Walmart disposable camera. Oh my word. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, guys. And, and there was like four people that in front of me that passed it. I was the only one that saw it. <laughs> and, uh, it was like one of those, like, God, you have got to be kidding. This is, you know, I felt the favor of God instantly mm. upon me. I felt like, you know, sometimes he just does things where it's like, you are his favorite. You are the only one in the world that he loves, even though that's not true, but it's <laughs> the love comes at you. And it just, it's like, Lord, I, I just worship you. Thank you so much. You know, my son, he said, Boy, I wish I had a Pepsi and a and a and a bag of peanuts, but that didn't appear for him. <laughs> well, and I mean the stories go on and on. This book is full of them. And what I love is, you know, like you just said, God is not a respecter of persons. So what he did for Elijah, what he did for Paul, what he did for Moses, when our intent is to serve God and to love him, he wants to make himself known to us. There's also a very pervasive theme, Christy, throughout your book both you and your husband, I notice in these stories is that you are really attuned to listening to the voice of God. And I wrote a devotional astounded encountering God in everyday moments. And it's 52 real life stories. They remind me very much of your stories here. And there, there comes a point where you begin to live differently in the awareness that God wants to bless you. He wants to reveal himself to you. You're looking for him. Your, your spiritual antenna are up. If I can say it that way, and, and you're listening, you know, intently you're, you're expecting God to speak. You're expecting him to show up. And I imagine now your family has come to understand, well, when you're with mom, just expect some kind of miraculous situation, you know, give give her five loaves and two fish and she's going to feed a country, you know? And, and, and I, there was a story that struck me um, called fire escape and your husband had driven somewhere and he, he was just going to, to get something. And so he left your daughter sleeping in the car. She was really young at the time, I remember. And, and he, he went on and he clearly heard God say, go back, get your daughter and take her with you. And he kind of, like you said a minute ago, kind of bargained for a second. And then he went back and got her. And while they're walking, a man comes running to him and says, sir, your car is on fire. And, you know, there was a hole burned in the seat where she had been sitting. And so I read that and I thought, listen, if Nathan had disregarded the voice of God, you know, I'm I'm just going to run in and run out. And I think, Christy, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I think God is speaking all the time through his word, through people, through situations. I mean, look through scripture. He speaks through a donkey. He speaks anytime, anywhere, any place people will listen. I just think we're either too, too distracted, too busy. Our, our ears are too dull. There's so many things that are causing it, but we're not 
we're not attuned to listen. So I would love to know your thought about that. You know, how can we grow to listen better um, and, and even just grow in our expectancy to hear from God and to believe in these kind of miraculous situations? Amen. Like you said, we have the written word. We, you know, we have creation that says creation speaks, Um, but how we can grow in in expectancy is becoming a scholar in learning his voice. Okay. Mm. Because he's only going to lead us in triumph over our adversary. Okay. He won't lead us in any other way. Um, You know, the enemy wants to lead us in hopelessness, but the God of all hope wants to fill us. So what truth or lie are we partnering with? And if we partner with truth, then guess what? We just empowered truth over us. If we partner with what's not true, a lie, guess what? We just empowered darkness over us. So how we grow is become a scholar of hearing him and listening to him. Um, in John ten twenty seven. Jesus himself says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. That's about as basic as you can (laughs) get. You know, that's the foundation of our relationship. It's all about relationship. You can't do this without relationship. You know, Um, I remember Rick Joyner said one time, the key to seeing the supernatural is seeing what God is doing and become one with it, you know, become one with what God is doing in the earth. And, you know, um, in Psalms 51, six, it says, behold, you desire truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part, you will make known wisdom. Okay. So God is interested in getting to the core of our being and letting the, the, the fruit of truth just explode in our soul, explode in our thoughts, explode, explode in our emotions. Um, you know, in Psalms 87, seven, it says all my springs are in you. And Jesus said, out of us will flow rivers of living water in John seven thirty eight. It has nothing to do with what we can offer, but everything to do with aligning ourselves with the atmosphere of heaven. Okay. And when we do that, heaven, God, the Holy Spirit is always going to lead us into hope and victory. You know, there's, you know, I think one of the biggest oxymorons, if you want to say is hopeless Christian, that's just like, that doesn't make any sense to me. If you're, if you're following him, there should be no reason that you're hopeless. Okay. Mm. And if you are, that's a, that's a check, you know, it says examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. So if you're not experiencing hope and expectation, um, you're probably not in the faith. You're probably not partnering with what is true. So um, that's, that's how I cultivate um, expectation in me. I'm like, Oh Lord, what did you say in your word? That's what I want to partner with. So that's what empowers me. (laughs) That's so good. And you almost said that word verbatim in your book, you know, what we align with, you know, and what we empower is what, you know, is really, I'm messing up your quote, but you know what I mean? You said we empower. What do we attach our belief system to is what has power over us. That's right. That's what we empower. And you'll know if you're hearing the voice of God, if you know what his word says, because he's never going to contradict his word. So I love the fact that you're encouraging us, stressing, listen, you you look and say, God, what does your word say? Lord, what are you saying to me? And if you feel like you hear a verbal word from the Lord, 
as Christy has, as I do, you know, he speaks very clearly to his children, but we still always want to make sure that we are filtering that word or someone else gives us a word. Does it align with the word of God? Because if it doesn't, then we need to, to ponder that. We need to process where that source is coming from because God will never contradict himself. And knowing that he wants to speak, knowing that he wants to guide, knowing that we can be in alignment. I'm leading worship this Sunday and I'm singing the song called Protector by Kim Walker Smith. And the first line says, I come out of agreement with the lie that you have left me on my own. And then she sings later, I come into agreement with this truth. So that's really what you're teaching us today is come out of alignment with the things that do not align with the word of God. They're going to leave you hopeless. Those are lies. Those are half truths. Those are the enemy's voices or our own voice come into alignment with what God says. And I could literally feel myself coming in greater alignment with his plans and purposes for me as I was reading your book, Christy. It is that powerful. It is that, um, it's that just shifting to, to kind of like just shift you to think, listen, get in alignment with what God is saying over your circumstances. And there's such faith building stories. And I know that your passion is to see the prayer of Jesus answered. You want to see his kingdom here on earth. You want to see it come on earth as it is in heaven. You love to pray for the sick. I've seen it. You love to encourage those that are discouraged and you believe that the miraculous should be a regular occurrence in every believer's life. Did you guys hear that? The miraculous should be a regular occurrence in our life. Now that might mean we need to reframe what we call the miraculous. Sometimes we're waiting for those big miracles. We might be missing his mirror, you know, his miracle working power. So I would like to know personally, and I'm sure our listeners would like to know, how have you fostered such a powerful prayer life, Christy? Because you truly are what I would call the definition of a prayer warrior. Well, I'm telling you, we're, we're back to what God said in his word, you know, Jesus gave us a commission to go in the world and preach the gospel. And these signs will follow those that believe they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands and drink any deadly poison. It won't hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. You know, and then it goes on to say that um, the disciples went out, preached everywhere and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word with the signs that accompany it. So, you know, again, I align myself with the great commission I have full authority to pray and see demons cast out. I have full authority to pray and see the sick healed. A couple of my uh, favorite verses right now. um, One is Isaiah 9, 7, and it says, there will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. And it goes on to say the zeal of the Lord of armies will accomplish this. Folks, if you claim to be a born again Christian, um, you are part of a government that is increasing, whether you see it or not, it's increasing and his peace is increasing. Whether you see it or not, we cannot walk by what we see or what we feel in our emotions. We walk by the word of God and we are part of a kingdom that is increasing on the earth right now, this very second. Um, and then in uh, Revelation eleven fifteen, where it says the kingdom of this world has become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever. 
forever and ever. So the increase is happening. And you know what? You and I are going to witness a day where God says, okay, the kingdoms of this world are now fully the kingdoms, my kingdom, the kingdom of our God. And so what's in the middle of um, this increase and this final end? What's in the middle is you and me, okay? Because in Isaiah 61 through 3, it talks about arise in splendor, be radiant, for your light has dawned, and Yahweh's glory now streams from you. Remember those rivers of living water. Look carefully. Darkness blankets the earth, okay? That's no secret to any of us. Darkness blankets the earth, and thick gloom covers the nations. No secret again, but hey, are you born again? Are you attaching yourself to uh, truth? This is then this is what's going on over you. Yahweh, God arises upon you and the brightness of his glory appears over you. And guess what? Nations will be attracted to your radiant light and kings to the sunrise glory of your new day. Okay. So that's, that's how God is going to do this in the earth with you and me. We're always got to work with in the earth. So it would behoove us to partner with what is true, partner with his word. Um, And so that's, you know, that's how I would answer your question. You know, um, how I have fostered. I've read the word of God and I've chosen to partner with what he said, because I, you know, it says, don't put all your eggs in one basket, but I am. I'm putting (laughs) my eggs in his basket. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. And what was that passage you read? Was that Isaiah 60? Yeah, 60 verses one through three. And I read it in the, out of the Passion Translation. I love that. Some of you just need to go write that down. Go screenshot that. Put that somewhere that you can read. Because when you look at what's going on around us, you might become so discouraged. But when you read the word of God and you know how he wants to use you for such a time as this, you were set in this generation for this moment, then you're empowered to walk in alignment with his word. So that was so powerful, Christy. And I want to grow in my prayer life personally. That's one of my goals for 2022. And so I, I'm just encouraged by the way you make prayer such a daily part of your discipline in your life. And then you have all of these stories. Then you have a small section at the end called part two, and those chapters are longer. And you have a section called the mindset of a giant slayer. So I would love for you to share at least one or maybe two of those takeaways. This comes from the story in first Samuel chapter 17. So if you're not familiar with that story and you're listening, you can go read that later, but this is a story of David and Goliath. And I love how you frame this out in how we can have the mindset of a giant slayer. That's probably a teaching in and of itself, Christy, but if you could give us one or two keys of how we could adopt that mindset as we go into 2022. I would love that. Yes, absolutely. I think I have like eight takeaways in the book, but I'm going to share one or two here. Um, One of the ones, the first one, uh, I have a giant slayer runs to the battle in faith instead of away from the conflict in fear. And the verses that tell us about that in this story In verse 24 of 1 Samuel 17, uh, whenever the Israelites saw the man, which is Goliath, they all fled from him in great fear. Okay, so they didn't have the mindset of a giant slayer. But David comes on the scene and he says to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. David like was running towards the enemy. The Israelites were running away from from the enemy. And, you know, 
you, we have got to allow God to train us where we are today so that we can be prepared for our Goliaths tomorrow. Okay. Because David had learned, he, David had allowed God to train him in the smaller battles with the lion and the bear as he was caring for the sheep. So when he arrived in that day of Goliath, David was fully equipped because of his relationship with God. And he wasn't afraid at all. He was like chomping at the bit to go get him in the name of the Lord. And so, you know, um, how you know, are, are you um, fostering the mindset of a giant slayer? Or are you running and cowering in fear? You know, that's a good, like, fear or faith. You know, where are you at? Test yourself out. We're supposed to examine ourselves. So it's a good thing to examine ourselves each day. Mm. So another point um, I want to bring out, another mindset of a giant slayer. Giant slayers filter everything through faith and hope. They do not fall into intimidation, but rather are angry that God and his people have been defied, okay? Mm. Um, We are not to take the scorning and the taunting of our adversary to heart. You know, if we do, then we're going to look like the defeated armies of Israel when David came on the scene, all right? Um, So the way a giant slayer thinks will at times cause him to fight for those weaker in the faith. Um, you know, David got on the scene and his brothers started mocking him, hmm. but you know what? He still went to battle for them. Okay. Cause he didn't take it to heart. You know, I think, I think Satan invented the word bully. I think it originated right from him, you know, um, cause that's a term that's, you know, everybody has heard right now. Um, the enemy wants to bully us. So David pushed back the bullies of his brother And he pushed back the bullies of Goliath himself, and he went to the front line in the name of the Lord. You know, one thing I saw um, in here in in verse 26, David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? I see David saying that with a lot of anger. Mm. And you know what? Sometimes I don't get angry at the enemy um, enough. Okay. I mean, sometimes we just let the enemy keep taunting and harassing. And when in all reality, we need to get a little upset at the enemy, you know, and stop aiming our anger and our frustration at our brother and sister. If David would have uh, taken his brother's accusations to heart, I'm convinced he would have never slayed Goliath. That's right. He pushed back that intimidation. He pushed back. It was like water off a duck's back when David got on the scene. He was armed and ready to go. So those are a couple takeaways that um, I wanted to share with you today. And that whole section is so great. Just, I mean, that alone is worth purchasing the book, but then you've got all of these personal stories that are going to strengthen your faith. They're going to encourage you. I love what you just said, Christy, David fought for his brothers too. So that's a word for us today that sometimes we do think we're fighting flesh and blood and we begin to kind of get polarized and tribal in our conflicts. That's not That's not the way of the word. That's the way of the world, but that's not the way of the word. And, you know, Jesus sat at the Lord's supper and washed their feet, even the feet of Judas. And David went out and fought even for those who had been taunting him and telling him he had no business being there. So not everyone is going to cheer you. Not everyone is going to understand your assignment from God. But as you get an alignment, like we've been talking about today, get an alignment with your assignment. 
God will strengthen you to do what he's called you to do. So Chrissy, I know people are going to want to get a copy of this incredible intervention. I have my copy right here. Love this book. And uh, it's a great book to either end 2022, give as a gift to someone here at Christmas, or what a great way to start. I'm sorry, to end 2021 or to start 2022 and maybe read a chapter a day. Like you said, read, maybe read it with your kids, you know, ask them then at, at dinner, Hey, did God reveal himself to you today? Was there something that God did? Did you see his intervention in your life? We have to begin to look for it. And as we look for it, we will see it. So Christy, let people know how they can connect with you. I know you're a speaker and, and also how can they get your resources? How would you like for them to find you and purchase a copy of this? And you have another book. So let them know about both of those. Yes. Um, I wrote a devotional book, um, called uh, Until the Day Breaks and the Shadows Flee. And these two books, I was telling Angela earlier, I was like, my devotional book was kind of the inner heart workings of, you know, out of my daily times with God. Um, And incredible intervention is kind of the outward manifestation, the physical manifestation, you know, so both books are kind of like companions to Mm. each other. And, um, and, you know, if you're, if you're going through a really hard time, if you've lost a loved one, some of the greatest feedback I've received from my devotional book is, wow, I read this devotional book and it really helped me through my grief and the loss of a a loved one or somebody who's depressed. And it, you know, we have the, the wheat and the tares, we have the suffering and the glory together. It it can't be all mountaintops and it's not going to be all valleys in God, but we do have the combination of both while we are on the earth. And I, I say it ain't heaven yet. (laughs) True. Should they go to your website to get them? Cause I know they want to get a copy of both. Um, Christine a Christopher.com Christine a Christopher.com. And there you can see more about the ministry. You can see, uh, you can purchase both books at that website. I have an author page on Facebook, Christy Christopher, Christian author speaker. Um, and so you can find me there on, on Facebook as well. I love it. And it's CH guys. And of course you can see that right here in the show notes as well. And Christy's going to pray for us in just a moment, but Christy, I always close my episodes with this question and I'm, I'm, I'm so anxious to hear your answer, but other than Jesus, what person in the Bible, this Bible that you love and know so well has inspired you to make life matter. Maybe it's someone you just can't wait to meet in heaven. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, one of my favorite Bible uh, characters is Peter because mm. we see him in the valley and we see him on the mountaintops. We see him denying that he even knew Jesus. Yeah. And just a few days later, he is um, preaching and 3000 people get saved. He's also the one, the only one who stepped out of the boat to walk on water. Yeah. You know, we like to emphasize, Oh, he fell when he saw the waves, but who in their right mind would just step out of a boat? Absolutely. You know? uh, one of our pastors said, I'd rather be a dry, I'd rather be a wet water walker than a dry boat sitter. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So yeah, so Peter, he's my man. I, I just, he's like all in, whether it's, That's you know, true. missing the boat or getting in the boat. <laughs> That's so true. And I think he, he speaks to the fact that we're not going to be perfect. We're going to have ups and downs but God believes in us and he still can use us. He restores us and redeems 
even our painful moments like he did for Peter. So I'm not surprised that you love him. And I want to end today's truth that matters with actually an excerpt, an excerpt from your book, you have a section called God whisper and that God's whisper. And it might be some of my favorite parts of your book, Christy, because they're they're written from God's perspective. And I want to read the one that is in disappearing rock. There is nothing too difficult with me. Nothing. What mountain are you facing this moment? Come to me. Tell me what's going on and trust your situation to the one who sees and knows all. I have a ways and means committee that is out of this world. As you evaluate your trial, be sure to calculate with me in mind for I am the X factor in your equation. It will all make sense as you look back on what you now face. Worry, fear, and dread wish to crown your head and create jeers and taunts straight from the pit of darkness. But I have called you to rule. I have called you to declare what is okay and what is not okay as you walk in fellowship with my Holy Spirit. It's okay to say this mountain will move. It's not acceptable to my heart to see you roll over and simply take everything the adversary pitches at you. I have given you authority over all of his deeds of darkness. I allow him to touch you at times that you may gain strength and choose stability in the spirit over cowering in fear and discouragement. But come on now, I can hear you, Christy, saying that. But come on now, get up and go to the place that intimidates you the most and begin speaking causing it to line up. There's that alignment we've talked about today with heaven for, I will not do what I have told you to do yet. Remember you cannot do what only I can do. Oh, I love that Christy. And I pray that encourages somebody today. Today's truth that matters. We have just stayed in the word this whole episode because that really is your foundation and it's so evident in your life incredible intervention get a copy of it guys give it to someone your children your grandchildren anyone who needs to remember that god is still at work we don't need to roll over we don't need to be discouraged we certainly don't need to live hopeless as chrissy's encouraged us we can live knowing that god wants us to see and believe for the miraculous every single day of our lives and he's working in your life So thank you, Christy, as you're kind of helping us close out this year in 2021 on the podcast, believing for even greater things this next year. So would you pray over our audience as we close our time together today? Absolutely. Thank you, Angela. Well, Lord, we just come to you right now and we thank you, Lord, that you are alive and well in the earth today. We thank you, Lord, for the miracle signs and wonders. We thank you for the kingdom expansion that's coming into this world through us. And Lord, I want to pray for anyone today listening who's discouraged, who's full of depression, hopelessness. And Lord, I know that some of my favorite miracles are miracles of the heart. And so, Lord, would you just just send your waves of refreshing over that one. I just declare the glory of God over you today from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I declare the shalom of God, the peace of God. And I rebuke every demonic powers of darkness taunting you today. I rebuke it in Jesus name. And I just release fresh help from heaven, fresh supplies. And I say to you, be healed in your body, be healed in your mind, be healed in your emotions in the name of Jesus and be set free to do the works of God in your generation. Be set free to know 
who you are and whose you are in Jesus name. Lord, I thank you that even throughout this podcast, I know that your spirit was touching lives, touching physical bodies, and that we're going to have testimonies from this time. And only heaven knows, Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for your presence with us. Most of all, your love for me, for my listener, for all of us, Lord. And we just soak it in today, Lord, so that we can have what we need to give another in front of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining the conversation. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at cpnshows.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Connect with me at angeladenadio.com, Facebook at Angela Donatio VOV, and Instagram at Angela Donatio. Until next week, let's make life matter.